Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is John Hendrickson. And this is Christina Metter. And welcome to Afraid of the Dark. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute, nor is it to convey professional, psychological, financial, or medical advice. If you could use such services, please seek them out from the appropriate licensed people. All right, so we are so happy to be back. Um, it has taken us days and hours to be able to reach you. I don't. If any of you live in uh, Northern California, there's been a lot of power outages and trouble with internet, and on and on and on. Anyhow, so um, yeah, this is kind of exciting. This is our second season, so season two is happening. So we. Uh, it's our first episode, so it's been three months since our last episode, so we're super jazzed to be here getting ready to launch Season 2 with you guys, so we're excited to welcome you and excited to have you guys listening. We hope you guys have had an amazing past three months. We know we have, and we're excited to jump into sharing some of our experiences. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, and we've had a bit of a, a cluster here. We, we bought these really cool headphones so we could like talk with our headphones and all this stuff. And we just put them on and they worked like absolute shit. So there you go. Here we are. <laughs> but you know, that's part of life, right? You got to just kind of roll with it. Um, just live in life on life's terms. So yeah, you know, we, the name of this episode is living life raw. And there's a quote that I found that I felt really embodied Um, John and I's process this past summer and this is how we this is how we build our shows is we live our lives and reflect and process and then turn it into something that can benefit other people the awareness that we reap the experience that we have and so I want to start with this quote go for it think about that so yeah so this quote is from a man, his name is Mark Nepo, N-E-P-O, and it's from the Book of Awakening, which I have owned for quite some time. I had just never seen this particular poem in it. And so the poem says, we waste so much energy trying to cover up who we are when beneath every attitude is the want to be loved, and beneath every anger is a wound to be healed. And beneath every sadness is the fear that there will not be enough time. When we hesitate in being direct, we unknowingly slip something on, some added layer of protection that keeps us from feeling the world. And often that thin covering is the beginning of a loneliness, which, if not put down, diminishes our chances of joy. It's like wearing gloves every time we touch something and then forgetting we chose to put them on. We complain that nothing feels quite real. Our challenge each day is not to get dressed to face the world, but to unglove ourselves so that the doorknob feels cold and the car handle feels wet and the kiss goodbye feels like the lips of another being soft and unrepeatable. Oh, Dude, that's some deep stuff, and I love it. I mean, the thing that resonates the most with me when you read that quote was, you know, wearing the gloves and not really feeling anything to the touch. 
And I think a lot of us do live life that way because we get afraid and we're fearful of getting hurt or taking a risk or being successful. So we get really scared. And that's, that's the beauty of the quote. And that's Mm -hmm. one reason why we came up with this title is, is living life raw. Yeah. And so what we mean when we say um, living life raw, this past, this past summer and even starting in spring, I've gone through some big transitions and really consciously chose not to distract myself and numb out and, you know, try to keep myself busy, so to speak. And so when we're talking about living life raw, it, at least what I mean is being able to be a part of the process that you're in, right? Like let's say you're dealing with big pain, like a breakup, which is actually something I went through, Um, allowing yourself to be in your body and grow and mature from moving through it, not medicating it, not numbing and dumbing it down, not avoiding it, not distracting it with something else. But living raw means actually being with what is happening in the body, what is real in that moment. And a lot of times, I think for a lot of us, it's pain and discomfort, and we don't know how to navigate it. No, I would, I would agree with you on that. I mean, I look at living raw a little bit differently. I'll just have a different spin on it, but I totally can relate to what you're talking about because whenever we do feel some pain, we do like to perhaps distract ourselves with something that's going to, well, distract us from how we're really feeling and and really processing what we're going through. But I look at it this way, you know, and I'm going to ask you guys to all kind of sit with this for a moment, but ask yourself, you know, who are you? And really dig deep with who are you? What kind of person are you? And have a, a description with adjectives that best describes who you are. I did a, we did a show months and months ago where I was describing when I was kind of held hostage in a hot tub by a guy named Boudreaux and he was asking me all these random questions about who I am. And I was really struggling with trying to come up with the right words or adjectives to describe my best qualities or my best way of describing who I was as an individual. And when I think of living raw, I think of, am I being who I really want to be? Am I living my life to my full potential and my full purpose of who I am as an individual Mm -hmm. and trusting and loving myself enough to be who I want to be and who I am? Or am I living my life wearing those gloves or living my life in a suit of armor where I don't feel and I'm not being authentic with who I am? Yeah, absolutely. And I love how in the poem he says, you know, it's like we've slipped, we've slipped this, this thin layer on this covering and we don't even realize we've done it. And it begins to keep us separate from feeling what is really happening um, just in the moment. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's like, there's so many experiences that cause us to want to check out. So for me, the, the, the living raw, I, I like what you said, John, finding your authentic qualities um, about who you want to be and who, you know, these qualities that you want to embody and how you want to walk with them in the world. And I, I feel 
as well that once those are realized, can we also find the parts of us that aren't perfect, the parts of us that are not, you know, it's, it's like I can be powerful and successful and still be um, weak in other areas of my life and vulnerable. My hands are flailing right now uh, and vulnerable. <laughs> can I speak to, the, to those pieces too? You know, how, how, strong am I that I can hold all of that and not judge myself? It's a great evolution of all of us. I mean, I, I look back on my past few years and I've grown a lot. And this past year, I thought I was at that point in my life where I was really comfortable in my own skin and not afraid to, um, you know, put myself out there, but also have some realizations that, uh, things aren't always going to go my way and, and ask those tough questions when things are intuitively, you know, something's not right or wrong. And over the past few months, I've realized that I've gone to another level of that. You know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a position where I can have these real conversations with anybody and not be afraid of maybe not hearing what I want to hear. And that's just me getting more comfortable in my own skin and being more, self-confident in myself that even if I hear something I don't want to hear or things don't go my way, I'm okay with it now. And that, that's a big step. And that's again, living life raw and being authentic with who I am and not being afraid of getting hurt or having things not go the direction that I want to go. In many ways, it's like our last show that we did a long time ago, and it's still one of my favorites, and it's something that I practice all the time. That's just allowing, Mm -hmm. focusing solely on myself, because that's the only thing I can truly control is me and my actions and what I do. I can't control anything outside of that. I really can't. And once you get comfortable doing that, I think you get more comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, absolutely, because there's like a comfort that you find inside yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really learning how to cultivate this inner world where you can return to it to find balance, to find stability, because you're not going to get that outside you. No. It's, it, you can get glimpses of it, but um, it, it's not going to be static. It's not going to be something that is um, there for you all the time. Um, yeah, and, and looking at this poem, I love when he says, Mark Nepo says, when we hesitate in being direct, we unknowingly slip something on some added layer of protection that keeps us from feeling the world. And I, what I love about that is when we're not direct with somebody, I call it the resentment wall. It's like we take a brick, we put it down and we get some concrete and we start building a wall because that energy goes somewhere that we're not saying when we're not being direct, saying what our needs are, Saying if somebody has hurt our feelings or if something's come up for us that feels uncomfortable or doesn't feel good inside, if we don't reveal these kinds of raw things, then they got to go somewhere. And where they go is they stay in the body and they become part of the resentment wall. I was just going to say what you're creating is resistance. Ah. You know, even you're doing it subconsciously. You know, you're. You think you're being real. You think you're asking the questions that you want to ask, but you're slowly, like you said, building that little bit of wall through resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I've got a story, you know, something happened earlier in the week and the person apologized to me and I said, I said, it's okay. It's okay. 
because I understood. But then again, after I said that, I said, actually, you know what? It's not okay. <laughs> and that was that was huge for me because it's like, you know what? Yeah. It it really isn't okay, but we can talk about it, mm-hmm. and we can actually expand on it and make it, you know, turn it into a good positive experience. And I think that's how you have to approach it, even when you're you're broaching a subject that isn't going to be comfortable. If you, if you approach it the right way, you can really pivot it and turn it into a really positive growth experience instead of, as you were saying a few moments ago, you know, getting that mortar out and piling yeah. that brick up because you're just slowly building a resistance that's going to just keep coming back and it's going to make you resentful and it's going to create chaos down the line. No, I like, I like that because the <clears> resistance <throat> is the impact of conflict is you don't want to feel the impact of somebody, you know, saying what you really feel or saying what you really need. There's a concern of it blowing up. I know a lot of men have told me that I've seen, um, whether it's through my coaching or through, you know, just knowing them personally, is they're they're afraid their partners are going to freak out and it's going to go on for hours and hours and hours. Um, And then I think women – a lot of women I've talked to are myself included are concerned that their men are going to shut down and withdraw. It's like this thing, right? So the resistance is the fear of not knowing how to move through something together. Right. So there's, and I, and I love how you use that example of like, yeah, that's, it's okay. Actually, no, it's not okay. (laughs) It's kind of like finding the courage to go back and say, I can honor your process and I hear you. And it didn't feel good. Dude, that was a huge step for me. Yeah. It's amazing. Because I caught myself doing that. I'm like, wait a minute. What were you doing? <laughs> were you like pleasing or what? were you just um, trying to keep it calm? Or It was a situation where I can relate and I understand why somebody does what they do. Uh-huh. You know, they're doing it out of their own fear, which yeah. is understandable. Uh-huh. And I, I get it, but I have to honor my feelings. Yeah. And I wasn't. Uh-huh. And I was understanding to theirs, but it's like, wait a minute, you know, you're not being sympathetic to how you're feeling right now. And they need to realize that, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I understand why you're doing what you're doing, but understand this is what it's creating in me. There's an impact. And again, that was like a huge thing for me because I think in the past I would always kind of gloss over my feelings Mm. and to not do that for the first time is a huge thing for me. And it's also what's cool is it shows me that, you know, I can have this, this conversation and this kind of intimate relationship with this person in regards to our friendship to, uh, to take it that step, take that step, which was again, huge. Yeah. And and there's obviously uh, some safety that you've formed with this friendship because it takes two, right? If, if Mm -hmm. you've tried to talk to like a person in the past and they freak out or they shut down, or it's going to be really hard to not build that resentment wall to not, Mm -hmm find resistance to um, gloss over something to try to avoid well, we're the always, fallout. We're always right? talking about how communication is so vital to any friendship relationship. It doesn't matter what it is, but yeah. to be able to really communicate how you're feeling and why you're feeling a certain way is vital because I think, well, we know all too often mm-hmm. we would rather avoid or do a U-turn than go into something that's going to be potentially difficult to talk about. Absolutely. You know, that's why I've got a failed marriage under my belt because I was too afraid to really go into those topics because of where it might end up. Yeah. 
and where did it end up? And the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you think you would learn over time. It's like, dude, this didn't work. So why don't you try a different way of approaching things? Yeah. And even after the divorce, I still would, you know, continually have this pattern. And thank God it's, it's awesome to realize, you know what? We can really make these changes and in our personalities. And, you know, if we do the work, build that confidence in ourselves. And as you always say, you know, build that muscle yep, in ourselves exactly. to react and respond in a, in a healthier way. Absolutely. And building that muscle gives you so much an, like an advantage in the realm of keeping things real. I, I really look at all of this as something that I call it the path of the warrior. Okay. What this, this living raw is not an easy feat. It really is not. It's so much easier to just do like what I used to do is I'm, I'm the powerful, successful together woman. I got it handled. Like I don't really need anybody and um, I'm good and not speak up when I was feeling things because I didn't want to look like a quote unquote emotional woman. Um, It was like all these things that I kind of took on that I had to unravel. And it's like, wait a second, there's something beautiful about being an emotional woman and there's a way to do that. And there's a way not to do that. So mm-hmm. I had to find my own style and it's, it's really powerful to be able to reveal parts of yourself. Like, like we were saying earlier is to have that, to hold all of it, right. That to find the areas where we have strengths and where we're powerful and where we're successful and also the places where there's gaps and there's discrepancies and to have awareness of that and to be somewhat working on that is, is takes a strength that not everybody has. And like I said, I call it the path of the warrior path of the warrior. Yeah. That's pretty deep shit right there. It's got to, I got to go a little deep. I'm just having these conversations with this girl, you know, (laughs) I listened back as I said in the past, I always listen to the shows after we do them and, you know, sometimes Christina goes into these areas. It's like, whoa! I just have to sit back and go, whoa! She she enlightened me. But I mean, living in the raw, it's kind of like you said. It it's the fear of the unknown. Mm. And yeah. in a way, living living life raw is almost like afraid of the dark because, you know, as we've stated in the past, darkness is is life. You don't see where you're going necessarily because there's so many things out there that are going to be coming at you that you're not aware of, that you don't see, that you don't expect. And it's learning how to navigate through that. It's having the tools to navigate through it in a healthier way, even when shit blows up in your face, because that's going to happen mm-hmm. probably at some point today. <laughs> Let's be honest. It happened for us yesterday. Oh, for I, mean, yeah. I mean, you know, our Internet was having a major cluster yesterday so we couldn't we couldn't do the show we were getting very frustrated but that's just life yeah and luckily you know she and I have done a lot of work we've done a lot of this we've done a lot of that so we have the tools to kind of navigate ourselves through Mm -hmm. these things in a much healthier way and that's why we're doing the show too to hopefully give you guys some great little insights on you know when stuff happens I'm going to try this so I want to just invite all of you to take a moment and check in with yourselves and ask where and with who, with whom are 
people, places, things that you are not being authentic with? What what are you holding back from these people, places, things? Are how how would you like to be showing up, or how should you be showing up? And maybe you're not. You know, um, maybe you're dating somebody new. Uh, and you're feeling a little anxious in the connection. Have you spoken to that? Or are you like, no, 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 I can't, I can't tell him or her because it'll make me look weak, et cetera. Or maybe it's some goal that you've set for yourself that you are coming up against some roadblocks and what's happening inside you. Is there like a tight chest? Is there discomfort in the body? Are you able to tune into that? That to me is really how, how we put this into action, right? How we, begin looking at how it's manifesting in our bodies in relationship to how we are interfacing with life. Well, you know, when we started the show, I I said, ask yourself a simple question on who, who you are and take it, take it another level, maybe write five to 10 adjectives that really best describe you. And I mean, go, I like that. And I mean, go deep with it. I mean, really at the core of you in your heart, you know, who are you? And when you write these things down, ask yourself the next question, is that who you're being every day? You know, are you being raw enough to show those sides of you? Do you have enough confidence in yourself to be that person? Or are you, like we, as the quote says, are you living life with those gloves on because you're afraid to really be authentically who you are? And if you're lucky enough, are you one of those people that really are being genuine with who you are? Are the people in your lives meeting you? Yeah, receiving that, you. That's the big thing. Yeah. Are they meeting you and receiving you? Mm-hmm. Because if you have a lot of those people in your lives that, that aren't, then you need to maybe reevaluate, you know, your circle. Absolutely. I mean, and that, that's, that's tough. That is really tough because we want to we wanna be there for people. We want to we wanna be liked, but... If you have people in your lives that are, you know, negative and constantly bringing you down, they're creating that resistance and it's going to feed into your life and it's going to start to really affect you. And that's, that's a tough, that's a tough environment to try to, uh, survive in, survive in and excel in. I mean, it really is. I mean, if you really want to know how you're doing, I like what you said, John, look, look outside of you. What are your reflections, right? We, how we are doing on the inside is always going to be reflected on the outside, Mm -hmm. not just in what finds us, but also in the kinds of people that surround us. And if you're not sure, if you're feeling kind of confused about what we're talking about, just tune in and ask yourself, do I feel good in my body? You know, do do I wake up feeling refreshed and good or am I tired, overwhelmed, dragging? Do I feel miserable in my body? Do I have a lot of negative thoughts going through my body? You know, if if that's the case, then you are storing a lot of emotional kind of baggage that hasn't moved. You have begun your wall of resistance and resentment, right? Mm -hmm. The bricks are thick. Because when we store things inside of us, we start getting what they call like psychosomatic or, you know, um, it's, it's to basically say like our thoughts imp- impact how we feel. So, so we're not feeling optimal in the body. 
we are actually feeling less than optimal and it's like we're stuck. Mm-hmm. We're stuck in the energy of this heavy kind of weight and we don't know how to move it. Well, it goes simply into the law of attraction. Whatever whatever you're feeling inside is going to be projected outside and that's going to be what's going to be returning to you. So you really need to, like she said, do some deep, deep inventory on how you're feeling, how you're feeling about yourself and how that's being projected. Because again, if you're projecting negativity, if you're projecting uncertainty, if you're projecting, oh, I can't do this, then that's really what's going to come bouncing back to you. And you're going to be stuck in this unhealthy cycle. And that's, that's a tough way to, to go through your days. And it's, and obviously if you're feeling that way, Obviously, it's going to be in, it's going to be affecting all the people in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. So, you know, it, it's tough to look in the mirror and be authentically honest with ourselves where we're at in our lives, and that's that's some deep shit to think about. But it's important stuff to think about if we want to break a cycle that we're not happy with. Yeah, and and you know, when when we do this exercise of like, how am I doing? How are we doing? It, it's not a lot of times our minds will be like, Oh, we're good. We're fine. You know? And, and I guess what, who I want you asking is your body, like tuning in and asking your body, how are you? How are you feeling? Because it will respond to you. Mm-hmm. I wrote down on this card. I don't know where it went, but if you want your body to reveal, you have to feel, you have to feel it. You have to tune into it. And, you know, I, I want to just preface and and kind of make a distinction. John and I are not saying that you should never be negative. In fact, I am the queen of, <laughs> of, you know what? I love that it's dark today because if I'm feeling dark inside, it's okay. And sometimes, sometimes I'm negative, but I work, <laughs> but I work on, you know, moving that energy and being real and taking care of what I need to take care of. So I don't get, stuck there exactly so <laughs> i mean it's not like you know here i'm like, i'm like preaching i'm always happy and i'm positive it's like you, you almost see this vision of me like riding a unicorn on a rainbow <laughs> yeah, that's me that's my life that's yeah, bullshit yeah i mean every day there's going to be this moment that uh some negativity crosses my mind yep. but it's just recognizing it so it doesn't bring you down you know the drain because i think a lot of people when they start to feel a little bit overwhelmed, they let it consume them. Mm-hmm. And it's recognizing it, catching it, and trying to find a different approach of how to handle it. That's what we're getting at. Absolutely. You know, yesterday was a really hard day for me. I had a few things that went awry. <laughs> it was it was not good, folks. <laughs> I mean, and I... It's true. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm at her place. We're going to do the show, and we're having internet issues. And she, From every direction, we and, tried and calling. I in. love this girl. She's like my sister, but it's like you know, she's just being a grumpy little bitch. <laughs> I said that on the radio, yes. And I, I looked at her, and go, you are just grumpy. And I was like, thanks, <laughs> right? So I was, I was grumpy, and we didn't get to record. And then I put my road bike on my car, and I climbed twelve hundred feet. And you know what? I felt like a million bucks after that. I was able to mull over what was going on for me. I was able to take the energy that was stuck in my body. And I realized I hadn't gotten a good cardio workout in a couple days. And when I do that, my body isn't as happy. It's not functioning as optimally as it could be. Uh, 
when I am working out like that, and when I was done with that bike ride 15 plus miles later, uh, I felt amazing. I felt like a god. It was awesome, and I was able to tune in. So when John was heading over here today to record, I made sure to <laughs> to preface that I was feeling rather centered and. <laughs> well, again, I, I mean that's the important thing is recognizing when you're when you're in one of those phases. What can I do that's going to help me get out of this? What you know because you're recognizing it. And, you know, riding her bike is, is a huge way for her to, you know, release all this negativity that's being stored up in her or whatever, or stress, whatever, however yeah. you want to phrase stress, it. Stress, for sure. And, and there's studies that show that just 10 minutes of activity, it could be anything, going for a walk, jumping jacks, will raise, you know, your vibration enough to where you're going to, you know, get some of that stress out of you and it's going to help. So, Moving the body is so critical, and that's one of the biggest things that I do with my coaching clients is physical activity is vital. It's yeah. vital to getting out of these doldrums that we that we find ourselves getting into. I mean, I know it's huge for myself. So Now, it's incredibly important. And, yeah, so I, I, I think there was a raw moment yesterday. I, I feel like I was... I thought I was in a good mood. I did my big morning <laughs> practice and I was like, I'm so good. I'm so centered. And then like problem after problem, it just kept happening. I don't know if y'all have ever had that where it's just, you, you try this, you try that, you try this and you just keep going and everything's just failing. It's like, oh, so frustrating. <laughs> but I, I do want to say, and I think that this is important around, you know, just when somebody is having a hard time around you, I know for me, I looked over at John and he wasn't saying anything. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so am I crazy? Like, is it just me? It's almost like I was holding all the frustration alone or something. And, and so something I told John after all that, I said, next time, just look at me and say, dude, it's totally frustrating. And so I can feel kind of met in that. And then it, I know that it'll dissipate. There's something when like your friend or your partner or your sister where you're like in a, in a frequency and they just kind of sit there removed. It's like, what? It's like, how do we meet each other and kind of help each other? Right. So there was, there was a reflection I was meeting. I and guess I, was, I could have recognized and said, you know what? I feel your frustration. I'm frustrated too. Totally. Anything, anything. But you just were like, I was, cool. oh, 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 I was chill. I, yeah. Well, someone's always telling me, meditate, man, chant. I guess in my way, I was doing my meditation and chant while you were losing your shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's so incongruent. Like, that's so in the moment. Like, it so doesn't help. And I, actually, it's funny. I was talking to my friend yesterday, and she actually concurred. She's like, yeah, a lot of times people will say, just chill out, man. Or it's like, we want to hear, we want someone, what did she say? I loved it. It was like to jump in the bag with us, to like jump in the oh, ring yeah. and, and be like, I'm right with you. This totally sucks. So there's, yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, the thing that's cool and I think that's relating to this show is because I know John so well and he is like a brother to me, I can just be myself. Like I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. I mean, I can just be completely 100% well, you know, the, the cool thing is she had a tough morning. I sensed it. I didn't really like it, but, <laughs> but, but she called me a couple hours later and, and basically kind of apologized. But, it, you know, again, that's, that's being who you are. Yeah. That's being in the moment. That's yeah. realizing you could have handled something a little bit differently. And, and you, you expressed to me how I could have helped you. Yes. 
So exactly. beautiful. That's huge. That's like the episode. That's that huge. So next yeah. time when something like that happens, I'll I'll be able to relate with it and be there for you. Totally. Opposed to handling it the way I handled it because it just added fuel to the fire. But I was- <laughs> <laughs> Why the frick is he just so calm? And I'm so pissed, you asshole. <laughs> Share the moment with me. Exactly. Do something. <laughs> Show me you're alive. Like. <laughs> oh God, that sounded like my ex-wife, man. Show oh, <laughs> me you're alive. Are you alive in there? I'm like, yeah. I'm just trying not to. Make it work. Jump in the bag with you, so you'll drive me crazy. Yeah. No. There. Yeah. There is something to that. I mean, there really is. So, um, the living raw principle. That's a great example. And and I, I always feel like stories and and real life. Enactments help people take in the information. Um, I'm not perfect all the time. Absolutely not. And I also noticed too, just going back to that example, when you said to me, wow, you're really grumpy. You're, you're, you know, no, like the second time it like clicked, clicked on and and I started doing my deep breathing for whatever reason, I was kind of overtaken by the moment. And so, so that was a little helpful when you spoke up, but anyway, So, yeah, I I, I feel like, you know, the benefits of, you know, learning to be a more vulnerable person, a more raw person, is there's this beautiful ability to let someone see you, to Mm -hmm. let someone really see the facets of you, you know, instead of just the parts, pieces that you want them to see. It's it's a revealing, right? It is. I mean... I'm going to go back to how I started the show and I, I prefaced, prefaced it again earlier, but just, you know, when you can really be genuinely who you want to be, you know, no bullshit, you can just really be who you are and you, you can own it. You know, being raw creates such freedom and purpose for you. Mm. And that just opens everything up to you. It truly does. It, it's going to create more belief in yourself it's going to inspire others when they see you just being so real, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to, they're going to see that they're going to respect that. Some of them might not like it. Some of them actually might resent the fact that you can just own yourself so completely and they can't, Yeah, that's going to happen. Yep. I mean, we see that shit every day when someone's maybe something amazing happens in their lives and you'll have a friend who might just be like, Oh, Wow, that's great. I've actually lost relationships right. that I was in because And they'll poke something at yeah. you. You know, when something because great happens that, they'll yeah. they'll they'll needle you for something that might not even be related to what just mm-hmm. happened to you. I mean that just that's just because they have resentment and they're not happy with themselves. But most importantly it's gonna create self love and strengthen yourself when you can really own who you are and you're living life raw and just being generally who you are. And that's such a big thing. I mean, we all strive for that. I know I strive for that every single day. And, you know, I, I thought I was kind of there a year ago. I thought I was kind of there six months ago. And here I am now, and I'm, I'm seeing that, man, I've, I've come even further than I thought I did last year. And that's, that's exciting when you can see that progress yeah. because it's just never-ending, man. It never ends. I, I, I was just going to say, I feel like it is a never-ending process. It and is. it's something that... If you're dedicated to, mm-hmm. 
learning how to use the body as a way to gauge what you need and what you feel, right? If you're ta- how many times have you been talking to somebody, right? And your throat gets tight or your chest gets heavy or both, but you're smiling and you're acting like everything's okay. This is not okay. <laughs> Hence what I said earlier is like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. This isn't okay. I love that. I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I, I, I think we all need to take a look at this complacency that we try to create in our culture. And, and I've been there myself where we feel nervous around being who we are or speaking to what's real for us in the body and doing something about that, using it as a way to gauge our process. And I will say, and, and I'm not, definitely not perfected in this. I have gotten much more adept and skillful at, at living this way. Um, sometimes I have to come back the next day, right? And be like, hey, you know, I realized this, this is happening for me. And sometimes I can do it in the moment. Regardless, it all comes from the body. And me having enough of a relationship with this vehicle that I'm living in to recognize when the chest is tight and the stomach is heavy and, and not, if I tune in, what's going on? Am I feeling disrespected? Am I feeling misunderstood? Am I not feeling honored in my emotional kind of expression? Yeah. Whatever it is, how do I tune into that? I have to feel. I have to take the gloves off. I have to be raw. I have to be able to tune in and find the courage to speak to it. It's loving yourself enough to express that discomfort to other people. Yeah. And that's, we all do it in little pieces, but to, to fully do it is really taking the gloves off. I mean, it's really risking getting burned, feeling cold, feeling hurt, Mm -hmm. feeling loved, all those emotions that uh, we all want to feel, but Let's be honest. I think we're all a little bit terrified of what that could mean. Yeah. And if you have enough of a relationship with your body, if you've listened to our prior podcast, we've talked a lot about like mind body 4.0, the art of allowing all of that. If you have enough of a relationship with your body and you've learned how to navigate the internal kinds of things, that we're trying to prevent, like discomfort, pain, uh, loneliness, whatever it is, then you're not going to be afraid to be raw, to, to vocalize, to love yourself enough to find the strength to say it out loud. Because you know if that person lets you down, and they very well could. I can't tell you how many times I have found the courage to speak up and it was met with resistance. It was met with defensiveness, mm-hmm. even though I was communicating like a rock star. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a rock star. And I had to just let that sit and, and hopefully try again in another time because that person was not able to meet me with the openness that's required to be met. It hurt. It was like an implosion. It was like, it was like a contraction where your body like falls back into itself. It does not feel good to not be received, to not be embraced when you are going into these really vulnerable, raw parts of yourself. And because I know how to soothe and be with myself and to use my toolbox, it isn't as bad as it could be. And I was able to navigate through it. I I liken it to surfing a wave. 
like how to surf through the wave and then come out the other side and deal with it and be with it and reach out to your support system. So that is invaluable. That's to me, the loving yourself and Mm -hmm. also having the muscle of how to deal with your internal world and your body. I think it's processing too. Um, I'm a total processor. So whenever I have a difficult conversation with anybody, I need to sit with what's being said sometimes and just really feel it, think about it, try to look at it in different angles and not get defensive about it. And that's something that I've gotten really, you know, I've I've really grown and gotten a lot better doing that, seeing it from their perspective, trying to look at it from not just my perspective, but just from all these different angles to try to understand and, you know, so I can articulate my response in a better way. And I think we all need to do that because a lot of people once when they hear something that they, they might not like too much, it's a defensive reaction. It's mm-hmm. a defensive reaction. Mm-hmm. Don't be defensive. Sit with it for a moment. Try to feel it. Try to understand it. Try to see where they're coming from. Yeah. So you can form a much better response, a healthier response. Because it's, you know, I said earlier, you know, we got to start viewing these things as a, you know, how can we take what we're learning and take what we're hearing and grow from it, you know, get something positive out of it. Because there's always going to be something positive out of any interaction with anybody, regardless of what's being said. And I know, again, that sounds maybe a little unicornish and rainbowish, but, <laughs> but if we take a step back and really look at the big picture of it all, there's always something amazingly positive about it. Even if it means, you know what, I'm never going to talk to this person again. There is a positive there yeah. because think of what they've been creating into your world. And if you can eliminate that, that's huge. And okay. that you were, I, I know when I come across that kind of resistance, I'm like, wow, I've really become open. Yeah. I'm like so impressed that I'm able to stand here in my openness, even if I'm not being greeted and, and met with that. And there's, like I said, folks, this is the path of a warrior. This is not, this to me is true power because for me, this has been the hardest thing to cultivate. I, it was easy to be the strong together woman, right? Where I, I just have it dialed all the pieces of my life, but to show my vulnerability and to be able to soften was the -hmm. hardest thing I've ever had to do Mm -hmm. and to speak from that and to be real with that. So as we said, the benefits of all of this are feeling better in your body, feeling lighter, feeling more congruent. Like you were saying, John, more, more real and loving yourself and having more depth in your relationships. Well, don't we emotionally want to have it all? <laughs> and why can't we? Yeah. I mean, why can't we? Yeah. You know, I was having a breakfast with a friend this morning and um, what the hell was I going to say? <laughs> It was going to be another story. It was going to be a, such a great epiphany. But um, oh, for God's sake, it's okay. went out the door. I was thinking about the omelet I made. So anyway. <laughs> Must have been a really good a omelet. It was a damn good omelet. Yeah. A lot of good vegetables. Well, I mean, and this friend, obviously, you have good conversations with and like open conversations. So it's like you said, it's it's helping you to well, grow. Well, I mean, I think and- we emotion again. I, I want to have it all emotional. I want to be able to emote. I want to be able to be strong. I want to be able to answer the hard questions and go in difficult topics because, you know, we don't want to keep forming resentment and, like we said earlier, build that wall of uh, insecurity because 
it, it's so easy to do because as, as we're growing up as kids, we get picked on or we want to be liked. So we start forming this suit of armor that we wear. And then once we get into adulthood, then we have all the pressures of being an adult and building a job and building a life with our, you know, with our spouse and having a family. And, you know, it just, it snowballs into where we've got such a thick uh, suit of armor on. It's hard to chink away at it. Mm -hmm. So we got to be conscious of what we're doing, what we're saying and how we're feeling and understanding why we feel a certain way. And we got to have the right people in our lives that we can really express ourselves that's that's the biggest thing absolutely and and as we're wrapping up here you know something to really think about is if we are able to feel our bodies and emote and feel safe in doing that then it's going to create a whole new life for us it's it's going to create something that we have been looking for that that ability to feel safe and in alignment with who we are. So I think, again, I like what I said. I emotionally want to have it all. I want to be, I want to take risks that scare me. Um, I want to be successful. I want to be fearful of failure. Um, I want to be in love. I want to risk the chance of, well, unfortunately getting your heart broken. Cause that's, if you're going to take the risk of, Wanting all these things, that's a risk that's going to be there. But boy, man, it it it, it opens up the universe to to you. It really does. Instead of living in this tight little bubble of security, because you know, I think we did. I probably used this example many many shows ago. But you know, do you want to live in that little bubble with that warm little security blanket, thinking mm-hmm. you feel safe and comforted, even though the reality is you're living a life unfulfilled because you're too goddamn afraid to take a risk and go out there and and try to emotionally have it all. Well, I'd rather live life in the raw and just say, fuck it, bring it. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is we cannot avoid the bad feelings and feel the good ones. Bingo. And we cannot do both. If we could, I would be so rich. If I found a way to help people (laughs) do that, I would be like, you know, we'd be, in Puerto Rico right now recording this. But anyway, so on that note, we are so glad to be back and we are so grateful for our listeners. And we've had so many people say to us how much they love our show. And so we just want to, you know, throw it out there. If there is someone you feel could benefit from this podcast, please feel free to send it to them. We want this to reach um, people that need it. So Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about working with me, Christina Metter, please email me at trustaftertrauma.com. And yeah, I'm, I'm get my website is launching now. I'm going to be launching my entire program, which is super exciting. It's something I've been afraid to do for the past four or five months, but I'm finally at a place in my life where I'm super confident with it. So if you need to contact me for some one-on-one coaching, I would love it if you did. My website's balancebydesigncoaching.com. It's got all the information on it. So Take a look at it, and if you want to contact me, there's some easy links in there to to touch base with me. All right. Thank you so much. Guys, have a great day, and uh, we will see you in two weeks. Write down those adjectives that best describe how awesome you really are. (laughs) Bye.